Hello and welcome back to the show. This is episode number 185. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about John Deere Exact Shot. Every day, there are phenomenal advancements happening in the field of agriculture technology. The team at RDO Equipment Company, along with respected, knowledgeable industry experts, are here to bring you the latest in ag tech news, information, and products that help today's growers solve challenges. Like I said, we are going to discuss a new product, a new technology that John Deere just released January 5th of this year at the Consumer Electronics Show. I'm very excited to talk about this. Uh, It's one that I've patiently been waiting for, uh, the John Deere release. I've known about it for a little while, but uh, of course, cannot say anything until it is public information. Uh, and, And that happened January 5th at the Consumer Electronics Show. So before we dive into talking about John Deere Exact Shot, I kind of wanted to do just a brief history lesson on fertilizer itself and then some of the the equipment or technology that led up to Exact Shot and why Exact Shot is going to be such a great addition to the John Deere equipment and technology portfolio. History lesson, fertilizer history lesson. So agriculture has been around for since the beginning of time. Um, We've been growing plants, growing crops, making food, all of that stuff from the beginning of time. Now, fertilizer too has been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Back then, when, when agriculture became a thing and fertilizer was being utilized, they didn't understand the, what fertilizer was doing, how it was benefiting the, the crop. So they go back to the beginning, manure, Animal manure was was the common or or the only source of fertilizer, but again, they didn't really understand what was happening. They didn't understand the soil and the nutrient sciences of why this was helping, but they just knew that, hey, if we spread fertilizer on our soils, it would help our plants grow better, stronger, more robust, and, and have a great bountiful harvest. Now, Moving forward, um, fast forward to about the 18th century, it was also learned that bones, crushed up bones, would also kind of uh, give some of those same nutrients or some of those same effects of manure. So there again, they, farmers or, or, or agriculturists at that time were utilizing crushed up bones to benefit the crop or crop production. Now, again, still at this time in the 18th century, they didn't fully understand the characteristics of the fertilizer, the soil, all of that type of stuff. Moving forward from there, we go into the 19th century. So 19th century is when soil sciences and plant nutrition were finally kind of starting to be understood. And when that happened or or part of that happening is there was a a gentleman that you may have heard the name, you may not know what his kind of claim to fame was or or anything there, but there was a German scientist by the name of Eustace von Liebig, and he was the one to determine that nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium are essential for plant growth. And that holds true today. Uh, these are these three nutrients are still considered to be the fundamental nutrients of crop production. So 
Eustace von Liebig, he did a lot of research, a lot of studying. Um, he was also the one to determine, you know, the the law of minimum, so Liebig's law. So he determined that it's not the maximum plant growth is not determined by total available nutrients. It's actually determined by the least available nutrient. So what is our limiting factor? What is our least available nutrient or least available factor that that is that we're dealing with? That is what's going to determine maximum plant growth or maximum yield. So he was the one to to determine that, the law of minimum or Liebig's law. Now, fast forwarding from there into the early 20th century, uh, we get in the, the realm of World War II. Now, of course, World War II was going on. That was very, um, um, very big in, in U.S. or world history. Uh, but one of the other things that happened was the, the start of, which was very big for agriculture, the start of chemical fertilizers. So during World War II, they needed a way to manufacture munitions or explosives. Those that aren't familiar with this, nitrogen is a fundamental ingredient for explosives. So what was done is these nitrogen facilities or nitrogen production plants were put up and they were utilizing gas for as the raw material for nitrogen produ production. Um, so that allowed the, the United States to uh, create these munitions for World War II. World War II ends. They have all of these nitrogen production plants all over the place. And we also, at that time, were, we were in a food shortage. So World War II ends. We now need to restore the food supply in both Europe and the United States. So they started, that is when the mass production of chemical fertilizer kind of started. So, and today, that is still what we know today. So the, the learnings of Eustace von Liebig in the 19th century, and then utilizing chemical fertilizers in the 20th century, that is kind of where it all started, or, or what we know of uh, fertility management and, and nutrient management today is is where we're at. But to add on top of that, so that's just the fertilizer, the actual product portion of it. Over the last say 20 to 30 years, the technological age or or this age of technology is really what has advanced fertility practices all over the world. Now, that brings in the next conversation of uh, how we apply these fertilizers or how they've been applied over the years, which will then lead us into talking about exact shot. So going all the way back to the beginning, we talk about the manure and the crushed up bones, things like that. Broadcast application, uh, manure spreaders uh, to what we know today as uh, spinner spreaders, things like that is how fertilizers were placed into the fields. They were just, whether it was a manure, it was those crushed up bones, uh, or it was these dry fertilizers of sorts. They were just spread and uh, either left or they were uh, tilled into the soils. Fast forwarding from there, we had uh, more of the um, bringing us into the 20th century of chemical fertilizers or, or uh, mechanically produced fertilizers, you could say. Uh, we have 
more granular fertilizers, two by two systems. Um, ran across one article that was discussing a five by five application system. So two by two system, two inches to the side, two inches below. Uh, I can only imagine a five by five would be five inches to the side and five inches below. So what we're doing with that is, and, and kind of the, the key benefits of this fertilizer is to help the plant grow. Plants need nutrients. Eustace von Liebig uh, uh, determined that, and we needed a place to apply those. So we had the broadcast application, then we moved into planter applied fertilizers. Now, yes, we can make the uh, uh, argument, is a planter applied fertilizer necessary or should we just do the, the broadcast and whatever? I like to look at a starter fertilizer, which is where your planter applied fertilizers kind of come into play. I look at a starter fertilizer. Some may call it a pop-up fertilizer, uh, things like that. I look at it as we, our, our cup of coffee in the morning. Coffee, Red Bull, Monster, tea, uh, what, whatever your, uh, your poison of choice is in the morning, um, it, it gives us that, that perk, that get up and go. And that's really what starter fertilizer is. Now, yes, we can broadcast apply uh, fertilizers uh, or, or, or mass apply fertilizers across the entire field. Um, I look at that as kind of your, your everyday vitamin. Those nutrients are in the field and they're going to benefit that crop through its entire growing process. Whereas a starter fertilizer, whether it's in a two by two application or an infro application, we're looking at that as kind of that, that morning cup of coffee or that morning Red Bull or whatever it may be. So we had those. Then we shifted to liquid fertilizers. And liquid fertilizers gave us the ability to do more stuff in furrow. So right there in the seed trench, right with the seed. So started out, we had ground drive pumps. So just a, a basic pump that was ground driven either by a contact wheel or the wheel itself was running on the ground. That turned the pump. The pump then pushed product down, down the tubes or, or out of the tank, down the tubes and into the furrow. Then we moved into hydraulic or electric pumps, and that gave us the ability to control it better. Um, whether we were doing a, a variable rate application um, or whatever that may be, with the ground drive pump, we set our rate and, and we just went. If we went slow, um, the pump would slow down. If we went faster, the pump would speed up. Now, that being said, those systems also needed orifices on the tube itself to create back pressure. Otherwise, the pump would not work. Same with our electric and hydraulic pumps. We needed orifices, or we do still today. Um, electric and hydraulic pumps are still very popular um, we still are utilizing those on some of these uh, more advanced technology systems, but we still need that orifice valve to create back pressure in the system, and, and it kind of limits us. So what John Deere did in 2020, if you remember, they reintroduced exact rate. So we took that John Deere exact apply nozzle body off of the sprayer, which is a pulse width modulation uh, product, and, and they put it on the planter. If you go back to episode 123 back in, uh, what was it, July of 2020, uh, you can learn a little bit more about Xactrate, some of the more specifics of it. But 
John Deere took the exact applied nozzle body, put it on the planter, and that allowed us to kind of control the flow. So we start talking about these high-speed planters or, or, or more productive planters, and you're varying your speed anywhere from, let's say, 5 miles an hour up to 10 miles an hour. The traditional electric or hydraulic or even ground drive pump does, does not have the ability to um, span that speed gap. So again, like I said, you need an orifice valve to create back pressure. Well, if that orifice isn't big enough, it's not going to allow the right rate to get out at higher speeds. So 2020 incomes exact rate gives us the ability to have curve compensation, gives us the ability to have individual nozzle control or individual nozzle, nozzle shutoff, uh, also gave us the ability to span that speed gap. Now, in comes January 5th, 2023, John Deere introduced Exact Shot. This is what you've all came for. Uh, hopefully, the, the little history lesson was interesting as well, but I want to talk about Exact Shot. So, what is Exact Shot? What Exact Shot is doing is it's piggybacking on top of that exact rate fertilizer system. So, in 2020, we had exact rate. 2023 and moving forward, we're now going to have exact shot. Exact shot is just that. It is a shot of fertilizer directly on the seed. Now, if you, you figure a, a corn seed or planting at, let's say, 32, 34,000 seeds an acre, you're, the distance between your seeds is going to be, oh, what is it, six or seven inches, right in that, that area. So there's a portion of seed trench that is not ha, does not have a seed but we're still today prior to exact shot we're still applying we're just applying a standard let's say 5 gallons or 6 gallons an acre of starter fertilizer through that entire trench now we could look at exact shot in a couple different ways starter fertilizer what are the benefits to utilizing it well one we know that in cold wet conditions the the seed needs that pick-me-up. It Back to that, that cup of coffee or that monster in the morning, it needs that pick-me-up. Or are we trying to increase yields? Are we wanting to get that, that seed germinated, emerged, and up and growing as quick as we can to, uh, to limit any yield loss or yield reduction? So do we, the question we ask is, do we need fertilizer in that gap of, let's say, four inches? So what we can do with Exact Shot is we can put or we can concentrate the fertilizer right on the seed. So the way that I like to look at it is more from an economic standpoint. So we may not see, depending on the, the concentration of fertilizer you use, what type of fertilizer you use, what your ground conditions are, um, what are we dealing with at planting, you may or may not see a yield increase. But I like to look more at the economic side of exact shot. We can apply a two-inch band of fertilizer right on top of the seed and not see yield loss or yield reduction. So we are saving. So if we take, say, our seeds are spaced at six inches, we're applying a two-inch band. We are not applying fertilizer to four inches of that seed trench. So that amount of 
of fertilizer is being saved. So we are able to reduce our fertilizer inputs or our fertilizer application by 60% or whatever that number is, 70% with only applying to that two inch band and not seeing a yield loss or a yield reduction. That is huge. We all know the amount of the the cost of inputs these days. We talk about uh, nutrient management and and soil health and stewardship of the land and all of that type of stuff. Um, if we can reduce the amount of fertilizer that we're putting on, we concentrate it in right on top of the seed. We're not seeing yield loss. We're using less inputs. We're saving money. All this comes into play of how we grow our crops, what we know today of of nutrient management and and our soil management or soil health and everything we're doing. We're always trying to get better. We're always trying to grow bigger, stronger crops, but we can also grow big, strong crops by utilizing less money or, or less inputs or whatever that may be. So I'm really excited. There's not a whole lot of information out on Exact Shot at the moment. Um, John Deere, uh, over the coming months, will release more information, more availability stuff. Um, we'll learn uh, pricing structure, all of that type of stuff down the road here. But I wanted to get on here and talk about this. Um, RDO equipment, as well as myself, we got the opportunity to to help John Deere test this product. It is it is so cool to see in the field, so cool to see working. I'm very excited to to see this out to the masses, to get this on planters all over the countryside uh, and start to uh, kind of see the benefits of Exact Shot and what we can do with this technology. So again, I like I said, um, we know uh, we can have that argument of, you know, is infro fertilizer worth it? Do I need to utilize it on my farm? Every farm is going to be different. Um, Exact Shot might not be the product for you on your farm, on your operation, uh, but I do know it will benefit others in other geographical locations um, with other ground conditions, soil types, uh, um, weather, all of that type of stuff. So uh, hopefully this was uh, exciting. Hopefully this was interesting to you. I'm very excited about this product. I was excited to record this podcast uh, and share it all with you today. So Hopefully this was another great one and you learned something from it. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many different podcasting apps that we're streaming this out to, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, as well as many others. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at RDO Tony K.